What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Corner Podcast, the show where I bring on guests from all different backgrounds to talk all the things mental health. I'm your host, Harry Poffin, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Jessica Compton. Jessica is the founder of Tree of Stars, which is an initiative that promotes mental health awareness and addiction recovery through storytelling in the form of music and art. Jessica was so fun to talk to, and I want to thank her again for coming on and having this discussion with me. Now, if you're listening, you might hate what I'm about to say, and I don't care. Tonight is Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Um, that's a fight that I don't think anyone expected to happen. Um, and I think the outcome should be fairly obvious. Um, you know, it's an Owen one YouTuber against the greatest boxer, arguably of all time. That being said, I have money on Logan Paul because if he wins, I get a major payday. So fingers crossed that all of a sudden life just stops making sense. And my take of saying Floyd will definitely win might age like spoiled milk. I doubt it, but Hey, Nothing in the last two years has made sense, so just add this to the pile. Now, before we get started here, guys, you all know what to do. If you're listening, please like, comment, share, subscribe, give five stars if you're on that podcast platform. Share with someone who might want to hear this episode. It's a really great one, and I can't wait for you to listen. I'll talk to you all very soon. Have a great rest of your day. Peace. Jessica, how's it going? Thank you so much for coming on my show today. Thank you. Uh, it's going pretty good, and uh, and and I hope you're well as 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 well. Yeah, honestly, I we mentioned offline, but Canada getting hit with that nice weather is so needed. This this will come out a little later later, so I don't know if like the snow came back or whatever. I hope this ages well, but uh, that warm weather was needed badly. For sure, for sure. I, I know I got like I said before, I got my flip flops on. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I went outside right before this interview. I was like, oh, that's what sun feels like. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think even just, uh, you know, just feeling it on our skin and, and just being in that moment for a full five minutes and taking it in. It's uh, it's definitely a medicine for sure. Mm, yeah, I couldn't I could not agree more. Um, so before we get too deep into anything, where um, where does your story kind of start? Like, where does this whole journey with um, Trees of Stars on tour start? Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, a part of my story, um, you know, and I'll get into that is, uh, so with Tree of Stars, you know, we look at self-care or self-healing in different ways because we're all different human beings. But uh, for me, it started uh, four years ago when I realized that I didn't love myself fully. And I, I thought I've been through years of therapy that had, um, you know, not fixed me, but gave me those tools to, um, you know, practice throughout my years. But uh, it started April 2017 that I realized, you know, reading books like from Jay Shetty or Louise Hayes, just that, uh, you know, I had some exercises to do and, you know, looking in the mirror fully and saying, do I love myself? And I think that that was, uh, you know, um, the moment where I was like, okay, I need to, I, I think, I think I'm waking up here. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, no, I, sometimes you don't even realize until you ask yourself that question, because you just assume that you do. And then someone's like, do you really love yourself though? And you're like, actually, no, I don't at all. 
Yeah. And I think it's almost like a cup of coffee when it comes to self-love or self-care. Um, you know, and people talk about filling that cup, but I think our, our cup is not always full. So I think until the day we pass is like, we always need to find ways to, um, you know, if it's slowly emptying the cup and, and ways to fill it back up. So, you know, that cup of coffee is like a Ferris wheel, but it's when it's low, what are we going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to find the tools when it's low. Yeah, no, absolutely. So did you ever, um, like before the four years, before 2017, when you realized that you didn't love yourself, was there ever a point where you did or did that kind of love for yourself show up at any point? I think my question made sense. I think, uh, you know, um, and maybe, you know, if this is where I can share my story. Every, everything I, I've been through uh, kind of starts with the letter A, uh, abandoned, abducted, abused, addict, ADHD, and arrested four times. Um, throughout all of those layers of trauma, um, I don't think I really had the chance to comprehend what self-love and self-care was being at... Um, you know, age seven and being kidnapped and being returned and, and, you know, the behaviors that came out of those layers of trauma, uh, you know, all the addiction of drugs and, and just, um, you know, wanting to numb just me as a human being. And then realizing that once I was incarcerated all four times of the arrests, um, it really gave me a chance to, to, you know, overlook my health and, and really what I wanted to do with my life. So, um, you know, I got, I got my last arrest. I was in uh, adult uh, imprisonment. And um, from there, you know, I went to college and I graduated to be a jail guard and I ended up working with, uh, you know, uh, aggressive, um, you know, individuals or youth at risk, I guess you could say, and um, for 15 years at the same agency. And now I've been at the school board for nine years, just working with, uh, you know, any, any kind of behaviors or struggles. And uh, just, you know, the little, little guys are just looking for some TLC, you know, so we're going that extra mile. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes uh, we, we, sometimes we don't give enough credit to the fact that kids do need that TLC. I think we just kind of assume that, yeah, they'll feel it no matter what. And then we kind of neglect it to a point where it kind of just registers later for them. Yeah. Um, with two of my programs. So I work in a kindergarten class and then I also work at an after school program with the YMCA. So I'm in this school for 12 hours, but one of the programs I developed and created four years ago with Tria stars um, and I brought it into the schools and into the YMCA is uh, it's called a check in and uh, we rate ourselves between one and 10. How are you feeling? So, you know, if I were to ask you, like, how are you feeling between one and 10, 10 being the happiest? So if you say, um, so let's do that right now in the moment. If I ask you, how, how are you feeling today? One out of 10. I'm feeling like an eight right now. That sun boosted me. Nice. So in our check-in program, uh, we would, we would kind of nod our heads and be like, that's, that's pretty good. Um, individuals that are feeling like a two, sometimes people say a zero um, as a group, we always say like, well, if you want to talk to me or you want to talk to us later, even if you want to talk to us in three days from now, but uh, is there anything we could do for you at this point, if you're feeling like a two or a three, or even can we, you know, sit with you at a two and just let you be and be compassionate for that, that number and respect you that you're a human, you're allowed to feel those, those, those emotions. And sometimes people say, I don't know why I'm a two. And, you know, the next day they're like, you know, today I'm feeling like a four and I'm not really sure. And that's okay. Right. So, you know, when they go to leave three hours later, they're like, I'm a six, you know, and I, and I feel great now, now that I've physically kicked the ball for an hour. So yeah, it's just a, just like a little check-in program. Mm -hmm. That's so important for kids. Cause, oh man, I don't know. Like, how, how do I even put this into words? It's like, 
kids so often like beat themselves up for feeling upset and just feeling like a two and there's like when I was growing up as a kid there was never any adult that was like hey do you want me to just sit with you and register that feeling it was always like why are you feeling that way these are ways to stop feeling that way and then it just kind of makes you feel more guilty and more shame of feeling like a two yeah and even like when kids like fall you know you hear some people like if they fall and they scrape their elbow like oh get up you're a big boy you're a big girl shake it off like and I think with emotions we're so quick to say okay you're sad okay be sad now hurry up let's go because we have things we got to do right mm -hmm. so I think that uh you know we just have to stop and really be in that moment to have that compassion and empathy towards anybody yeah I could not agree more that's totally it so you you were abducted at seven? Yeah. So there was a party going on at my dad's house out in the country and it was Thanksgiving and I was seven years old. And, uh, you know, it was like probably a good two o'clock in the morning ish. And, uh, you know, the party ended and there was still, you know, people that were, you know, passed out kind of thing. And, um, uh, the, the guy, he came into the, to the house, uh, took me out of my bed and brought me, uh, you know, it was dark and it was raining and I was, uh, brought into his car and I was gone for a couple hours. And then he, uh, I guess, you know, and I could smell the alcohol off of him. Uh, and then he ended up returning me. Um, so, you know, I, uh, after returned, I went and told my father what had happened and I got checked out by the, the nurse and the police were contacted and uh, this individual um, I believe to this day wasn't found um, you know for his arrest but uh, I think the the behaviors that came out of that you know I started wetting to bed I started having nightmares um, I started having you know aggressive behaviors just acting out because uh, so in that aspect I moved on to a foster uh, care program and in that foster home the the dad had uh you know sexually assaulted me as well so um you know there was always and I and people say well how many times did, did these sexual events happen well you know everywhere I went it was like I was being sexually assaulted you know so um if it was a family member if it was a neighbor if it was a babysitter you know um it's, it was just, it's almost like I had like victim written across my forehead and I was just like, you know, nobody could, nobody could hear me really speak words because I, I really didn't know what to say. Um, you know, I had therapists and specialists just, um, really, really trying to dig with me, even art therapy. But, uh, you know, once I got a hold of drugs, when I was a little bit older, I was able to numb all that and, uh, you know, kind of disappear in my mind and my heart and just not care anymore. And once I got, you know, different types of drugs and, and finally finding that, you know, more and more drugs and different types of drugs numbed me even more. Um, there was moments where I was at parties where, you know, friends would stick their fingers down my throat and make me throw up because they're like, she's going to overdose. Um, so, you know, being arrested, um, you know, four times, I have to thank the correctional system for, you know, uh, sending me away for incarceration because I would go in at like 110, 115 pounds and, you know, come out, uh, you know, at 130 pounds healthy, you know, being checked out by doctors, uh, you know, and just, uh, and I think in those moments of homelessness, you know, I used to sleep in, in friends' garages and closets and different couches and just, uh, you know, sometimes I'd have to stay up for three days just for safety or sleeping in Salvation Army bins. Uh, to this day, they lock them. But uh, survivor of suicide, you know, I'm in uh, two documentaries just talking about that. So um, layers and layers of trauma. I'm not looking for that empathy piece. But what I am looking for is, uh, you know, for more people to share their story as a message of hope. So, mm -hmm man okay well well thank you for sharing that because this is what I love about 
your story and what you're doing is like you've been through so much trauma and you have all these layers of trauma and yet you're still today in a position where you're helping other people and you're helping kids express emotions and you're doing trees of star trees of stars on tour it's very inspiring for people who might be in that situation thinking that that's all they are like if they get sexually assaulted that's that's their label now or if they get arrested like their label is criminal or they just feel like that's that's it for them i think your story kind of just proves that wrong it's very inspiring yeah i mean i've i've been very i always take everything as a blessing so i mean ways of of helping out i mean i i um you know, right now I've got uh, my Jeep full of uh, produce. I'm going to deliver to some musicians and some people that are in the community that are, you know, struggling and uh, just putting a smile on their face. So I really enjoy that. And, you know, it takes me an hour to go and drive to go pick up these groceries. But in that, in that meantime, you know, it's, 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 it's that uh, self-care that I'm going to be driving for an hour and listening to music and, you know, <laughs> just singing, singing. And uh, even though I'm not the greatest singer, but yeah, just, just to, uh, that self-care piece. And like I said, self-care looks differently for other people. And it, and it does make me feel good when I drop these bags of groceries off to people's houses and, you know, they're struggling and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. So, um, you know, and, and I will talk about um, if it's okay with you is just uh, some of my different, you know, platforms and what I use them for on social media um you know so YouTube is just basically Tria Stars um but that's more of like I've done hugging events where I've went out and I had a hugging crew and we would hug people for 12 full hours downtown Hamilton and uh you know once a year we would do that obviously with the pandemic we're not doing that but you know I I still remember people's names and just a little look on their face like when you're like you know I even stopped bus drivers and I waved them down and I you know went and hugged them you know um so that's where where YouTube kind of sits and then uh with TikTok I go live twice a day um just for 10 minutes to do a check-in it's kind of like that one to ten and then uh Instagram I've uh, interviewed probably close to 300 uh, musicians around the world um, going live with them and just, uh, you know, promoting them on Spotify. And uh, yeah, we did a, a, a CD release album for uh, funds going 100% to the Youth Wellness Center. So that was uh, with 13 different female musicians lending uh, Tria Stars a song. So so it's been busy and it's and it's been great. It's, it's, it's a passion to help uh, other people. But really my purpose is if I can save a life uh, through my story and just helping out a little bit that's that's enough to make a difference Mm -hmm. yeah no that's incredible how do you find the time for all of that (laughs) it's very structured so I have a calendar um and I also just uh recently developed a a volunteer committee so I have uh you know different volunteers making um you know event posters on Facebook um and I schedule things in because for me my self-care is like super super important and I'm not perfect but um so in the morning even uh, you know when my alarm clock goes off I don't turn my phone on I make sure that I journal for 10 minutes I read a positive book for 20 minutes um I do 20 to 30 minutes of cardio and then I just make sure that my I chug a, a big glass of water and then I um have a, a cup of coffee and then during my shower I do kind of like a body scan and I ask uh, any kind of negativity to leave my body and then I also so, you know, um, I'll just uh, be thankful for my eyes that I can see, my nose to smell, my ears to hear, my mouth to taste, uh, and then to speak. And then just thankful for the rest of my body, my hands to move and and to drive, right? So I'm super thankful from head to toe just to, to be here. So there's those little remedies. And, uh, 
yeah, I just, um, I like to paint. I like to play a bit of guitar, um, self-taught. And uh, I would absolutely have to say that the self-care too, people like you, I love connecting with other people and not just sharing my story and just asking like, how are you and where you're from? So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, that's so great. That shower, I, I might have to steal that shower gratitude activity from you because <laughs> sometimes you don't feel it in the morning. Um, yeah. It feels really good. And I also challenge people. So I'm reading a book right now from Jay Shetty, uh, Think Like a Monk. And uh, he also expresses, you know, when you're brushing your teeth and you're like, I got to go to work. I got to, he's, he's asking or requesting as like a practice is to take four seconds per tooth so that you're like, okay, I really want to brush my teeth and I really care about my teeth. And it's those small little things, right? So, um, you know, again, we don't have to be perfect and everybody's self-care is completely different from day to day or minute to minute, especially with the pandemic. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the little things are important. Um, like the looking at your phone as soon as you wake up, I do it too. And it doesn't the, the strange thing with phones is like, when you're on social media, it's not like you feel great after. But there, it feels like an obligation you feel like I have to check. Like when you wake up, as soon as you wake up, you're like, I have to check my notifications. It's like, yeah, it's so strange. Yeah. I think that, you know, when we wake up, we need to give back to ourselves first. And that's that whole cup of coffee where, you know, we're filling our own cup and how are we going to, going to do that? And one of the things I do in one of my workshops is making a self-care calendar. You know, if it's today, I'm going to journal for five minutes tomorrow, I'm going to read for 10 minutes and making sure that what we're reading or, you know, uh, or even just watching like a scary movie. How about we watch something positive or funny? Um, so I think just making sure that we're in um, encouraging that that positivity. And it's not to say that every day is always going to be positive. I have my moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I want to cry and I do cry, right? So uh, just because I do these self-care remedies and, and you know, I've had the, the, these opportunities to go help out, I, I have my days, you know, suffering from ADHD. I'm like, why am I thinking about 30 things right now when I, I'm only supposed to be doing one? Mm -hmm. So I kind of giggle about it and it is what it is. I'm unmedicated, but sometimes it could be an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like a, it's like an over-enhanced multitasking. Why am I hugging this bear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when, when, after you go through all of this in your life and like, how do you, where does this self-care start? Like when, when, when was it where you realized like, I need to go get like help externally? Yeah. So, um, back in April, 2017, I mean, prior to that, I was doing, you know, self-care remedies. I have my toolbox, but I think there was more of an extreme to schedule that in daily. And, you know, um, in April, 2017, I had a hernia surgery and I was only supposed to be off for three weeks, but I ended up running into more complications, giving me five months off. So being, you know, my whole entire story and, um, fast forwarding it all up to age 40, um, I have never taken five months to myself. 
um, mm-hmm. not saying people have to do that, but it was like, I, it was like an awakening. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done this before. Oh, I've never looked in the mirror. And, and like the Louise, like I said, I was reading this book, Louise Hayes and, uh, you know, or, or even just going on to like Ted talks and listening to people. And I, like I said, I had five months to myself. So it was, I have all this time to really, really, you know, be aware and analyze everything in my life. So, um, and it came to a point too, you know, with, uh, even just people I hung out with or things that I followed on Facebook, um, the impact of these books that I was reading, I, I wanted more, I wanted to be in the back of my head going, okay, like, this is my life. And what do I actually want? That's good for me. You know, if there's any kind of negativity around me, I don't, I don't need that. So I, I would just kind of delete it. And it was like a very refreshed shower, um, like a purging of my own life in different ways. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, having that moment of, of five months to myself and many people may not have that time, but we're in a pandemic. A lot of people are stuck at home. So, you know, it's maybe a good time to pick up a good book. I can definitely recommend Jay Shetty, how to think like a monk. And, uh, he's got many practices in his book that, you know, um, he talks about how service, like people that service, like the community live longer. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to deliver more groceries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big thing. If you look at um, like other countries that aren't in the Western civilization, they're all about community. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, he talks a lot about attachment um, just to things and materialistic things, but, uh, and then he talks about having our own space for ourselves. So even with me being inside my Jeep, excuse me, is, is my own space, my own office, but it's also me time. Um, you know, I have a couple roommates, so it's, uh, it's, it's me time. I also have a partner, but it's me time. And that's super, super important. So yeah. Yeah. Me time is definitely important too. So when, when you, when you had to sit down and you had to look at your life and kind of like take a step back and strip through these layers, was that intimidating? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think even just, you know, what's important and what's not important. So, um, you know, it's almost like when we're growing up and it's, you know, our parents try to tell us or some parents try to tell us like, it's not the amount of friends that you have. It's the quality of friends. So I think even just in aspects of, you know, I might have two really good jobs, but I still shop at secondhand stores. I'm like, do I really need, you know, a hundred dollar sweater or could I just go with this secondhand sweater that helps out different shelters and buy it for 10, $15 because there's no rips or stains in it. So I really think that, you know, I have filtered through almost like all remedies and and it's still a practice because you know, I try to stay away from malls, but you know, I really like baseball caps. So, <laughs> um, you know, do I really need that, that baseball cap or, you know, or even tattoos? I love my tattoos. Do I really need that right now? So I think just materialistic things to me, it's still a practice of like, okay, do I really need this? Um, and then, you know, we go into that other aspect of like, what are we putting into our mouths? Are we intaking, you know, a Gatorade or are we going to drink like coconut water? So are we going to have three coffees a day or are we going to have one? So it's kind of like looking at this big picture of wellness. You know, you got your food, you got your friends, um, you know, even if you wanted to take a long drive, well, what's your budget? Can your budget handle going for an hour drive or is it? So I think it's, there's, there's a big picture here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, I, I only mention that because with the pandemic, I talked to um, this guy, his name's Dr. Friedman Shaw, but he, he talked about how being locked up in your house with yourself and your own thoughts, it could be a fantastic thing, but it could also really be a terrifying thing because mm-hmm. some of us haven't done that work before. Yeah. And I think that that's super important. This comes with the toolkit, um, not only just for self-care, but just to know our resources. So um, one of my remedies is uh, just knowing that, uh, you know, I've got those numbers on hand. Um, you know, I think through the second, uh, the second wave, second lockdown that we had, you know, even myself having those moments of like, how long is this going to be here? Like, I really don't want to be here. And it's not that it was, you know, um, and, and perhaps maybe we catch ourselves, we're like, was that a bit of suicide ideation there? Like that you don't want to be here because it's just too much. So I think that the awareness and knowing your resources, who can you contact and right now virtually there's so much virtual peer support happening many podcasts like yourself just reaching out to other people and and building that resource list if it's you know music or art or if it's different organizations you know um i've got you know contacts that are out in germany and and hawaii so like and they're and they're they're doing these zooms where people of all culture religions and you know safe space for anyone Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty with um, like social media and stuff is like, well, to some extent, we're more connected now than ever. I know it's it's a different kind of connection and maybe not one that can fully replace, you know, in-person connection. But when that's all you have right now in lockdown, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I think that, you know, not to go back to the first lockdown, but it's like people were afraid to like go outside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, getting people to have that beginner movement again. So now that we're in the third lockdown, it's almost like, okay, don't forget movement. So I think just stretching our bodies and taking that proper water intake, you know, um, and then just being mindful what we're putting, because nobody's going to take care of you, you have to take care of yourself. So when you're looking at, you know, different aspects, if it's okay, here's my financial budget, you know, I'm going to sit down and do this. And then here's, you know, my mental wellness, I need to make sure that I'm moving at least, you know, once a day. And if you can't hug anybody, then then hug a tree. I know it sounds silly but hug a tree for a minute I'm pretty sure you'll smile so um yeah just little things like that Mm -hmm. yeah those are all definitely really important do you um do you ever experience like let's say it's like an an anniversary of the the day you got kidnapped or the time you got incarcerated or what have you when those anniversaries come up do you still ever get like a, a reaction from yourself Absolutely. And, you know, that's a trigger. And uh, with with any kind of workshops that I do, I say that every kind of trigger is a strength. So, um, you know, from age seven to now, and I'm 44, uh, it's it's that building of the strength, because my the images of that event, um, you know, are still stuck in my head, nobody can go inside my head and erase those images, but I can feel that moment and go, okay, this happened to me. Um, You know, I've, I've, I've done this many practices or seen how many therapists but here I am today in the moment and this is how far I've come and this is what I'm doing to better myself for wellness Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's great it 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 can be hard right like you start you you almost get sucked up into it like when an event that's traumatic has happened to you it's like when that anniversary comes 
you, that reaction, you, you start to almost forget all the resources you have. You're just kind of in that moment. It's like tunnel vision almost. Yeah, I, I think even just like a trigger for me would be something like an Amber Alert. And, mm. you know, back then there was no Amber Alerts. It was just, but again, I'm blessed that I was returned. Um, so yeah, like anytime, like it sounds a little bizarre, but like an Amber Alert, I'm like, oh, and I feel that empathy or compassion for that individual. And I'm like, I really hope that they find them. So, you know, again, that's where I'm like, okay, that happened to me. But what am I doing today to better myself and not to get over it? You know, people talk about this, like, get over it or let it go. Um, there's moments where, you know, I've lost my father um, to cancer. I've lost my best friend to cancer. You know, there's many humans that I've lost in my life. But what I, one of the things I've done is I tuck those people in my heart so that I'm allowed to miss them. I'm allowed to continue to love them. And even if I go to forget them, I'm like, you know what? Uh, life is busy, but I still love them. And they'll always be with me, especially in my heart. So I think that we're all humans that deal with things differently and uh you know whatever remedies work for you might work differently for me so I think that 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 is definitely you know one of my my bigger things that I, I guess could could shut out and be loud about is that we're we're all different and we all deal with things differently mm -hmm. I've never on that note like I've never really understood the whole you're still up you still miss them or you're still upset about their death like it's been years it's like well they were a part of my family I've never understood the whole get over it thing when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really a supporter of let it go or get over it. Um, you know, but I am, I am a believer. Like, so if my dad's anniversary comes, it's been 20 years, you know, if it's lighting a candle in memory of them or, you know, um, and, and just to kind of go back to your, uh, your question about anniversary dates and triggers is, um, you know, uh, like I said, it was on Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving for me has taken many years to be like, you know what, like today's a good day where I'm surrounded by my family, even though I know that on Thanksgiving that had happened to me. So in that moment of the trigger, I just, I feel like the forgiveness and the being blessed really helps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. It, it's important to like be It's important to express gratitude in that moment because it's so easy to forget about it when your whole vision is clouded. Yeah, I, I do have a support system too, that, you know, checks in with me. They know that those dates are hard for me. So um, one of the things I, I guess I could share as a part of self-care is, uh, and, and I don't know if anybody wants to try this, but in my cell phone, I have an A list and I have a B list. So my A list, I know that those A list people, if it's three o'clock in the morning and I got a flat tire, they will be there for me 100% and I will be there for them. The B list, meh, I'm not really sure if they're 100% going to be there, but, and then I got the Z list. So it's like, why are you even on my phone? So um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I've developed this kind of like, purging through my phone kind of thing and just like making sure that that support uh system is there and that support system is you know it, like our parents or whoever says like in the past to say you know it's not the amount of friends you have so I feel like I got like a five six good friends that are really really there for me so mm -hmm. yeah no you 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 have to have a good group of friends I I've been I've been blessed in life where I've had I have like a really good small circle um but I know people that don't and I think it's important to find those people. Like I, I knew people in university who had no friends and like, 
it, it and then they would just like they would have no one to turn to it, it it's important to find even if it's just one or two people to just reach out to like i think some people when when you say you have to have a group of friends or you have to have a support system people find it intimidating because they think like oh i need like 20 people and i can't find 20 people that will care about me it's like well you only need one yeah and i think that that's where volunteer if you volunteer for different places um that's where it's a community of service of people that want to give back so if you're hanging out with the right you know not to say the right people but the like-minded people that you're looking for um you know if you're into sports then go join you know a sporting or follow some sport pages and connect with people online again with the pandemic it's really hard but um or join a walking group, right? A social distance walking group, join like an arts group or a beginner's art group where you're like, okay, I got a paintbrush and a canvas. What do I do? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, or one of the things too is, is uh, I quit smoking four years ago and I took my smoking money and I bought a guitar and I'm holding this guitar and I'm like, this is, this is going to be a quite the journey, but I was constantly on YouTube and yeah, so I don't smoke to this day, but, but it's, I took my smoking money and I bought a guitar. So, you know, if you're a smoker, maybe challenge yourself to say, okay, I'm taking that budget money and I'm going to go buy myself a guitar and just, or even if it's a ukulele or a harmonica for $15, you know, um, take up a new hobby and, and connect with those other people that are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I bought a ukulele like two years ago and I've yet to touch it, but uh, that's really, that's really cool. <laughs> Let me know when you get your first song and I'll put you on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that would be that. Yeah, I need the exposure. I'm going to actually go uh, to a bunch of labels and ask if I can get signed. Um, that's kind of the goal. No, there's no way. Yeah. No, yeah, you are. You can sing like you are my sunshine or um, old MacDonald had a farm. Oh, that would go viral. <laughs> maybe for the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah ukuleles are hard though it's they're so small and like i don't know that's a lot of work well it's the yeah. strumming i don't get like with a guitar i used to play when i was a kid and it was like you know you strum down and up sometimes but ukulele it's like down down up down 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 up down it's like really fast paced i my brain just ugh. he's like can we yeah. go eat something instead <laughs> well i know ed sheeran he said the one time there's no mistake to music so i mean uh Nothing like being a kid again. Amen. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, so Tree, Trees of Stars on tour has a big, um, it's like art and music kind of theme. Where did that theme get inspired from? Or what was that inspired by? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been into like photography and my dad, as mentioned, he was a DJ. So I was always surrounded by music. But when I moved to Hamilton, I, I really, you know, from North Bay to Hamilton, I really, really um, started going out to venues and supporting musicians and connecting with different musicians and, you know, selling um, venue tickets for them, helping out sell merchandise. I would help out with uh, their album releases and just connecting with that uh, Hamilton music community group. I would go to open mics, um, just meeting different musicians and hanging out with them and it's it was it, it's been pretty awesome um so i i wanted to give back to the community and um so the first thing we did was the album release i had the 14 musicians lend the song but uh we did an album uh uh release party we sold out the tickets and uh sold the uh the albums and uh still today it's still on spotify and funds go 100 to the youth wellness center downtown in hamilton but um so yeah my mission statement is basically uh promoting mental health and addiction through uh music arts and uh and different resources so instagram um you know if they're if you're a an artist or a musician uh 
I do pay musicians for their gig if they play three songs and, and an interview. Uh, we've also created like a Spotify playlist where, you know, um, all the musicians that we've, that have Spotify that we've interviewed, we, we have a playlist going. So um, that's been pretty cool. And uh, just connecting with different musicians around the world has been super awesome uh, and super inspiring because, you know, sometimes I've had to get up at seven in the morning because of time zones and, um, you know, so uh yeah, it's been really interesting and it's growing. Um, I have, I've got a couple different monthly sponsors uh, crossing my fingers for Long and McQuaid because it would just really be nice to know that I got the funds to pay all the you know, musicians that come on there and uh, that they, they all talk about their mental health and uh, what they're doing for self-care and uh, what their resources are. So it's, it's really a great platform over there and a safe space for people to kind of just hang out and be themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also nice to see like musicians and other people who have well, even if you're not that big of a celebrity, but like a, a face in the media, it's nice to see them go, hey, man, I struggle too. And here's what works for me. It's like, sometimes you forget, you kind of put celebrities or people with a following on social media, you kind of put them on a platform. And you're just like, I will never get there because I'm stuck with my mental health, or I'm, you know, I'm too depressed or too anxious to get to that level. It's like, well, everyone up there is going through something too. So it's important to remember that. Yeah, and that's what I did with the album. So I had the more well-known musicians and I had musicians that have never been in a studio before. And then, you know, even just with one of the musicians on the album, uh, they only did covers. And I'm like, if you can come up with a song in three weeks, I'll throw you in the studio. So, um, you know, that was one of the things that we worked on where it was like, okay, these musicians that are higher up here and these musicians here working really hard, they can almost help their following and help them get uh, more exposed. And that musician that, uh, that is on the uh, album that uh, wrote a song got it recorded in three weeks uh now gigs uh you know in the hamilton area and um i've, I've also mentored her uh, she's a teenager so i've mentored her to go to other gig areas to get paid for for her music and her uh skills so um just things like that it, it, it's it's those proud moments that that uh definitely brings community together and like i said before it's it's it takes a village right so mm -hmm. yeah i couldn't agree more so this this episode will come out uh i think late may but um putting yourself in your in your own shoes in, at the end of may where does trees of stars like what's next for you yeah so i i used to run journal and music workshops out in the community and cafes uh for three years um committed to every other tuesday in different cafes for three years but with the pandemic i i've been um, doing journal workshops uh, on other people's platforms but uh, i just released a zoom uh for our first journal workshop for peer support uh where we'll have a musician um you know uh, perform and then also just having that group connection so just having that peer support uh in a zoom every other wednesday um growing uh currently growing a volunteer committee and then additionally i'm crossing my fingers that if this all goes well that uh, i'll be a, like an international charity um to continue to to interview musicians and resources like yourself and uh different artists um so yeah just uh coming together and and uh keeping it real love it love it and before i let you go um if there was one thing for the viewers of course if anyone's going through a similar situation to the one that you had experienced in your past what would you want to tell them when they're at their lowest point when they think like there's no future for me they're just a label yeah you know everybody always says like it's okay not to be okay but i i think in that aspect uh to finish off that it's okay not to be okay is to 
know your resources and reach out. Nobody's a burden. Um, even if it's throwing me a DM at three o'clock in the morning, or, you know, I can find somebody uh, of an organization, anybody um, out there to help support. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're lying in bed and you're on day three or day seven and you're super depressed and you're crying, you can't get out of bed, um, you know, reach out. And I think that that should be worldwide hashtag is reach out because um, there are resources, but there's also, you know, people that care that aren't an organization that provide that peer support to say like, you know what, I've had a really, you know, crappy life handed to me and things happen and we're alive today. So, um, you know, uh, I've reached out and I continue to reach out for myself as well. So please reach out because, because the world cares. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Everyone, if you're listening and you're going through something, please reach out, uh, whether it's messaging Jessica or messaging me. I'm on my phone 24-7. I know it's not healthy, but I will answer your DM pretty quickly. So, um, Jessica, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a great pleasure. And, uh, you know, stay safe, stay uh, self-care and uh, stay connected for sure. Thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. And to all my viewers... I will see you guys next time.